and welcome back to Tabletop Vagabonds, a D&D 5e actual play podcast set in the homebrew world of Aria. I'm Alex Wright, your DM, and this is the 20th episode, guys. That's right. 20! I feel that reaching 20 is basically, we're now officially kind of a real podcast. Before it was just like a hobby. Does that make sense? Like now it's a podcast podcast. We are officially growing up in the podcast world. We're adults. And there's no basis for that. That's just how I feel today. So I feel like I've, I've evolved. Can I also mention there are people listening to this who are also listening to their 20th Tabletop Vaga Bonds episode. Yeah, congratulations you guys to you rock. I mean, technically it's the 24th. If you listen to the one shots and then the middle, let's just ignore that. It's 20th episodes. Woo! So everybody, hi. I'm Alex Wright, your DM. And I'm joined by the Abloom Amy, going for a bit of a glade feel right now. I am. I'm, I'm positively flowering. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Oh. <laughs> I'm Amy. <laughs> oh. Dave's face just there. <laughs> yeah. No, not, not, not. <laughs> There's some like archaic bits of English that perhaps wouldn't like you to use those, those yes. sort of descriptions <laughs> of yourself. I'm Amy, and I am playing Melinda Wrenchnozzle, and I am joined by Danger Dave. I'm Dave, I play Finn, the Larsa Artificer, and I am joined by the Calamitous Craig. Very fitting. Volley is a bit of a mess. I was about to say, we talk about Craig or Volley there. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Craig, I play Volley Willowstad, the eight-year-old Volmanay Wild Magic Sorcerer. And I'm joined by the aerodynamic Alex. Well, let's just all agree before we get going that that is just not true. <laughs> <laughs> when he said that, I just got pictures of you with your beard just flapping in the wind. <laughs> there is a very good photo of me in one of those wind tunnels, and it is just blowing my face. And we came out afterwards, and the guy gave us the photo, and he just couldn't do it with a straight face. He's just like, look, just, just look at this. It's so good. Anyway, hi, everybody. I'm Alex. I am playing Osric Springforge, the gear gnome forge cleric. And with me today is the articulating Alex, our DM. Oh, thank you. So, last session, you guys turned down a god. Folly was pro, but Finn absolutely yeah, say, hated <laughs> the reliquary. Finn was having none of it. <laughs> so, after that, you decided to go off in your own way. You weren't going to help him get the golden acorn. You were going to go through the glistening glades on your own. You kept walking into the night and then stumbled across a dead mouse folk who was covered in this black crystalline crust. Upon investigation, you followed some clues to where you found three more of these mouse folk over another dead mouse folk who, upon vomiting into his mouth, he also arose with this black crystalline crust all over him and around his eyes. Osric used the power of Thelebris to vanquish three of these dead mouse folk. The final one started talking at you as his eyes glowed red. It said it knew you before Finn gunned it down like an old Western film. And that's where we left it. So it is the middle of the night. The gang is stood over the corpse of one of this mouse folk with this black crystalline crust all over it. Its red eyes are now gone. There's just black empty holes. The other dead mouse folk were obliterated to pieces so they're not there anymore. The wood is eerily quiet. There's no longer a sound of moaning and whispering coming from these dead mouse folk. Walking up towards the mouse folk, I'm going to nudge it with my, with my boot. The very metal part, not, not my actual foot, a distinctly separate element of me, and I want to roll him onto his back and then jump backwards. <laughs> the corpse will just roll over. You see its eyes are gone. It's still those dark, sunken holes, but the fiery eyes that were there are gone now. There is just one large hole where Finn shot him in the chest. Is there any identifying marks or outfit or anything he's got on him? Or is he just like rags? His clothes are ripped and torn. It doesn't look particularly clean. He looks like he probably was some form of peasant or worker and perhaps a farmer. You couldn't really tell, but nothing particularly standouty. Mm-hmm. Um, and so is this this black oily, like, you know, liquid? Is that on the floor? So there's no liquid. It's just the black crusty stuff on his eyes and face. The other dead mouse folk vomited a black crust into him, but on his body, it just looks like solid kind of crystalline crust basically around his eyes and on parts of his body. So I'm going to get my camera out and take a picture 
Um, I would like to just say that I have taken some pictures of some nicer things since we've been in the glistening glades, although it does seem like Melinda's slowly becoming a detective, crime scene investigator. So I'd just like to take a picture and the crust, I don't think I could... Can I get that off, do you think, if I was to touch it? You could try and scrape it away if you'd like. Mm. Are you taking a picture with it on or with off, sorry? With it on, yeah. And then I'm going to just have a ferret round in my bag, see if I can find something that might be appropriate to put the crust into. Okay. So I'll just be rummaging around for a minute. So you take a picture, the sprite does its usual work, you hear painting and scribbling really fast inside the box, and then out pops a nicely drawn picture of the dead mouse folk with black crust around its eyes. And then you'll have like a little container of some kind that you can scrape the black crust into and it will come off. It's a bit hard at first, but it will come off. So I just rummage around and I pull out a lunchbox. It's like a little Tupperware, so I shake some crumbs away. And yeah, it's definitely got a little picture of a Liorena of Halar on it. I'll put the crust in, but I will also add a sticky label just so I know what it is. Um, Melinda's the sort of person that puts the date that she puts everything in the fridge. Like she labels everything up like that. Unknown black (laughs) crust. Yeah, unknown black crust. Do not eat. (laughs) Okay, so you've got that. Other than that, the body is completely lifeless. It doesn't know that anything's happening to it. It's just kind of just there, really. Is there a town nearby? Yes. We still have the map, don't we? You were heading upstream towards the settlement, yeah. And I also marked on the map where we left the path, so we can head back to the path and maybe go to the town and hopefully they'll have more of an idea of what's going on here. These are probably from the town... And then Volley's just going to hike this corpse over his shoulder. I know we buried the other one, but we should probably take this guy back. He looks ill. Do you think they might think that we did this? No. Technically, we did do this in the sense of we killed him, but I'm pretty sure he was probably dead already. So, you know, bit of column A, bit of column B. I don't know much about mouse folk uh, culture, but I don't know if that's the best introduction to a new place. I don't know. Hi, we found your dead kin. I think it's fine. We killed your kin. We don't tell them that. Again, I'd say it's a grey area. I think we should just say we found them already dead. Okay. Yeah, why would we like, Hi, we killed this guy of yours. I thought we'd bring him to his corpse. That would be insane. Bit of a red flag on that one. He does have a large bullet hole wound through his chest. And I'm pretty much the only person around here who carries a gun. So put it in your bag then. Yeah, you should definitely hide that. Or we could just bury him and maybe avoid potentially getting me put in mouse folk court. I mean, remember what happened in Tyr? Law did not go well for Osric. Or you could just hide your gun. Folly's just going to start walking backwards with the corpse. He's getting fed up of no one listening to him, so he's just going to do it. Then he realises he doesn't have the thing. Melinda, can I have the card with the map on it? You can't carry that and this. I'm a six-foot tree carrying a mouse fuck. Pretty sure I can. Can you even read this map fully? <laughs> I walk off. I'm like, I've said my piece. I've got my torch out and I will um, follow the map back to where we were and lead the way. So um, you walk back the way you came. It takes you not much time at all to get back to where you were at. You walk off into the night and then you get to a bush. A bush that's about 20 foot tall and it seems to go around in a very large circle. Well, that is one abnormally large bush. Does it have like a clear entrance to said bush? You can't see one, but you can see that the river you've been following, part of it trickles over and goes underneath the bush on one side. You can see that it leads underneath it. Other than that, there's no obvious entrance. And is this where the map says there's a settlement? According to the map, there's settlement right here, yeah. According to the map, it should be right here. Should we walk around? Maybe there's an entrance, we're just on the wrong side. Volley, do you recognise this kind of bush? No, it's just a bush. and It's not a particularly special bush as far as I'm aware. Can I do an investigate on the bush to see if I can see like a secret door or something or entrance? Sure, roll investigation. So I got a 12. So basically I'm just sort of prodding at the bush with a, with a stick, trying to sort of see if I can find any bits where it, pulls away and shows any openings. So as you prod the bush, your stick will go into the bush with a shimmery green light around it and then come out. So there's no actual reaction from the bush itself. None of the, like, the foliage moves. No, it's how you expect sci-fi holograms to appear if you just poked it, basically. Uh, guys, check this out. And he just sort of swings it around at the bush (laughs) to show them. 
I don't think this is a real bush. Finn sticks his head through. And what you see is a huge, well, huge for a mouse folk, settlement <laughs> that is all built on this river that you can see. It's like wooden houses on sticks all across this settlement. They're kind of multiple levels where they have like different tiers. A bit like a strange woodland version of Rivertown in The Hobbit, basically. But the second thing you notice, which is far closer to you, is right in front of you, there is a wooden palisade. And on it are about 40 different mouse folk, all with spears and arrows pointed directly at you. They just see my mask poking through the shimmer. Uh, and I pull back through. So guys, part one, we found the mouse folk. Part two, they do not look happy. Have they just been waiting there this whole time? I don't know, but... They all just kind of stared at me with their bows drawn and spears pointing at me. They're on top of a palisade. I feel like they're not in the mood to welcome people. I'll go talk to them. I've been waiting for this moment forever. And he puts the cups down and he pops his head through. Uh, So we can't see when Volley goes through it, can we? From your perspective, Volley walks into the bush. The bush doesn't move, but he vanishes into the bush. I think we've got to go through. We, We can't just leave him to it. It could be anything on the other side. I might just poke my head through rather than go, like, all body through guns blazing kind of thing. I'm going to put my body through, but not guns blazing. That sounds like the wrong attitude. Yeah. Okay, well, (laughs) my head is through so I can see what's happening, but my whole body is not through the the bush. (laughs) Finn will follow in as well. He'll just poke his head through first and then walk through and stand next to Volley. Okay. So the mouse folks see Volley walk through first, and then followed by Osric, Melinda's head, and Finn. Oh, all, all friendly-like. Hello, mouse folk. My name's Volley. It's wonderful to finally meet you all. I'll follow Volley's lead. Hello. So in front of you is this palisade. On it are these 30 or so mouse folk, all with weapons, and they're all standing over a sort of gateway with their weapons drawn. And then... Through the battlements, you'll see one mouse folk with a Robin Hood-style hat. With the plume. Hello, travellers. Welcome to our settlement. Hello. It's very, very gracious of you to greet us, but I'm, I'm afraid we come bearing slightly bad news. For those of you who've paid any attention to behind you, you can just see right outside. Oh, so we just look like dickheads. That really explains why they had their weapons out. Why do you have a dead mouse folk with you? That is priority one of what I want to know about. Yes, that is exactly why we're here. I'm afraid we came across one of your kin in the woods and we felt it was only right to bring him back to you. Roll persuasion and beat a 15 because they've seen you stand outside for a while discussing to come in with a dead body over your shoulder. Yeah, that's fair. I rolled a seven. Yeah, he's very much unimpressed. You better tell me right now why you killed our folk, or else my men here will unleash a wind so penetrating of arrows that you will be a porcupine before the day is done. I thoroughly understand why you would be upset, but with all due respect, why would we kill him and then bring him to you? Peacefully. I've waited my entire life to meet you guys. And I just wish I was here with better news. The mouse folk are looking at you, Volley, not believing a word of your story. Have you ever met a Volmanet before? I don't know what that is. Volley just raises his hand and then points at himself. This is my friend Volley. He's um, quite young and new to the area. Let me introduce myself. My name's uh, Melinda Wrenchnuzzle. Nice to meet you, Melinda Wrenchnuzzle. We were lost in these woods. And as my friend says, we came across your... Um, well, companion, we would assume, and we just wanted to uh, return him. And it seems like there's something going on in the woods and perhaps we can help you. The woods are always rather, well, it's the glistening glades. Things happen in the woods. They're interesting. You know, things are happening. We don't often get a lot of your kind round here. He's going to look at you up and down when he says that. Where's your tail? (laughs) Oh, I think I left it in tear. But not such good things happening in the woods, perhaps. Your friend here, is, he just seems to have some strange um, markings around his eyes. When you say that, there's like a murmur of concern. You see them all chatting to each other. And uh, one of going to talk to the leading mouse folk. Yes? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. It is. You're referring to the black mark 
I mean, if that's what you call it, what do you know of it? Is that what the mouse folk there has? Show me the mouse folk. Folly will go and get him and very carefully bring him in. Just like raise it up to the top of the bed. Just, yeah, just, like, yeah. <laughs> just fling him like a bag of onions. As you lift up the corpse to their height, you're going to see the mouse folk around him are looking kind of nervous and looking at each other. And you do notice there's a level of like lowering the danger, if that makes sense. Maybe you should come in and, and we should discuss further. Thank you. Uh, Volley, can you give us a hand? We need to get up there. <laughs> they're, they're on top of a gate, right? So surely the gate just opens. Yeah, they're going to open the gate. Okay. Uh, I wanted you to lift us onto the gate. <laughs> we will ask that you leave your weapons with our guard on the way in. Weapons are not allowed from travellers inside. I completely understand the custom. It's just that this poor old man here, he, he needs it to walk. I've only got one hand and I'll just <laughs> wave my stump at them. <laughs> Both of you rolled exception. Uh, I got 11. I got a nut 20, baby. <laughs> 25. Woo! Nice. It's very common. Yes, old people need... Uh, that's fine. We age very quickly, so we understand how decrepit and old and useless they can be. Of course, hey. old man, take your <laughs> hammer walking stick. We know what it means. I'm holding it hammer side down, and I am lifting it like a very heavy walking stick, laboring over every single step. As you um, walk through the gate, you notice, with a nat 20, you notice quite a few of them give you a bit of sympathy. You've got this, yes, yes. yes. And then one of them goes, you're a brave little warrior. Yes, you are. (laughs) I've got to give such side eye to everyone I walk past. (laughs) And then you hear one in the background go, poor guy, he's not got long left, has he? (laughs) The mouse folk will begin to take any weapons that are obvious off of you. So Finn, that's your gun. Osric, your shield. And Melinda, any knives that you have on you. You are now in... Masala, you are now in a settlement of the mouse folk. It's got rickety wooden houses and towers, all built like Venice atop water. You have to get around either by planks and bridges, which are made for mouse folk, I will add, or through the riverboats. As you walk in, he's going to lead you through the town and he's going to talk at you as he talks to you. You are flanked either side by guards. You are going to have to walk over some planks and stuff that might be a slight issue for you folly what's the gap between the two things can i just step over yes you could just step over it's not that huge for the gnomes and the lhasa it is not a problem at all for you as a volmine melinda is moving pretty fast over those beams she's not hanging around on them they're fairly sturdy but it is a rickety town thank you for bringing back our brethren although the guards will now burn his body for safety but thank you anyway we generally like to leave them where they are on the outside of the town for precautions, you understand. Sorry, what was your name? My name is Chiswick. Hello, Chiswick. Are you the leader of this town? No. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I am the leader of the uh, the town guard. Yes. Can't you tell? Have you seen my plume? It's a wonderful plume. Thank you. It was given to me by Her Grace herself. Can we speak to her? Yes, you can. I'm taking you to see Her Grace right now. If she'll want to hear from travellers, we don't get many around, and those that do... Stumble here often are killed on sight, so you're very lucky. And I thought the Grand Squeak would love to see you. No, oh, sounds great. Wonderful. Oh, wow. You mentioned this, um, you burn them to prevent it spreading. What is it? It's a good question. Um, we don't know. It's been cropping up. We think it's probably some kind of evil plan from the Koyang, some kind of dark essence magic they're doing or something, because... Uh, and he, he spits. And all the guards around you also spit on the floor. Yeah, because you know what they're like, the bloody mm. Koyangs. As he talks, he leads you through some more rickety things, through some towns. It's very populated, but it's got that weird vibe of mice in that sometimes they just climb up the walls to get to the next level. They just kind of climb up very small-looking ladders to get to different levels. It's very fast-paced city, and pretty much all of them are staring at you because you are just so strange. You go across the river to this giant circle tower that's very big. The doorway will have to be stooped for volley, but the rest of you can get in just scraping the surface. Right, please wait here until I announce you. It's, it's, it's proper to announce, I believe. We've not had guests in forever, but I believe that's the etiquette. So if you don't mind, can you just wait here outside? Of course. Okay. Perfect. Um, I'll be right back. How will we know when to come in? Oh, I'll announce you. I'll, I'll announce you. You'll know, you'll know. Please, please, please. please. I understand etiquette, please. And he's going to quickly run in. You hear, Grand Squeak, Grand Squeak. And you hear, 
What is it? We've got visitors. What? Visitors. Visit. Ah. And then you hear crashes, rushes, all this kind of thing going on, as though lots of things are happening inside this wooden tower. And then suddenly the door pops open again. Now presenting our guests, Volmine and compatriots. He looks kind of apologetically at you, having realised he's not asked your names. In you go, in you go. Go in, go in, go in. I'm going to whisper to the guy on the way past. I'm going to go, my name's Volley, not Volmine. And then give him a little wink. Sure. Yeah, okay. And then I guess I'm going to squeeze my fat wooden ass through the door. So you walk in, the entire tower is this wooden circle with a very rickety wooden throne in front of you. And behind there, you see a curtain that for those of you paying attention, you're pretty sure you can see a bed behind. Wait here, please. Wait here. Now presenting Her Royal Highness, the Grand Squeak, Tika. And out behind the curtain will come this mouse with a very bent out of shape crown made of sort of gold and wood mixed together in some kind of fashion, looking a bit disheveled. And she'll step out. Yes, doing the the royal kind of hand gestures, the, the queen wave as she walks and then goes onto her chair. Hello, travellers. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Melinda will curtsy. Oh, oh, someone knows their manners. You may, of course, now begin with presenting the royal gifts upon arrival. I will accept them. I have actually rustled around in my bag while we were waiting, and I've got some cheese left over from Tyr. I don't know what the quality of it's going to be, but I'm going to give it to her. Is it at least unopened? How much of this cheese has been eaten? <laughs> we need to buy a whole wheel of cheese. And I know that Tick ate a lot of cheese and I did give him quite a lot, but I still have some. And yes, Melinda has been snacking on it a little bit because we have been in the woods for a while. <laughs> so you, you're given some half-eaten cheese from your pocket? Basically. <laughs> Look, what have you got? What have you got, Osric? Oh, no, I'm too old to give gifts. I can't possibly walk up there. Folly's going to follow up the cheese with... A handful of good berries. Finn is going to look at Zag as if to sort of say, like, Zag, come on, get something. And Zag just kind of shrugs it in. Then Finn just kind of looks through his stuff and just taps his pockets. Um, I, I'm afraid I uh, I didn't bring anything. You make eye contact with Cheswick and he just gives you a very long, knowing shake of the head. We didn't know we were going to meet royalty today. You feel deep down that he is genuinely disappointed with you. She'll open her eyes. She will pick up the cheese. What is this? What is this dessert from the gods? You have more of this? What do you call it? It's the last bit, so please savour it. It's called cheese. And uh, a dear mouse folk friend of mine, Tick, uh, was very fond of it. Uh, He helped us a lot. She nibbles a bit more and puts it into her pocket. Although the other two didn't supply anything, this will suffice along with the berries. How may I help you? Well, could you tell us where we are? Yes, you are in Masala, our royal domain and home of the mouse folk, my loyal subjects. Wonderful. Well, I don't know if Chiswick filled you in, but um, we came across some, a most unfortunate thing outside of your village, uh, the Black Mark. We have had problems with the Koryang and their Weapon appears to make dead people come back to life or dead mouse folk come back to life. It's why we have focused so heavily on staying inside. Are you here to cure it? It's very similar to something I saw a long time ago in the war. Are you, are you sure it's the Koyang? Which war do you speak? The War of Ziggurus. She look around at Chiswick and the other guards and the oldest shrug. Um, we do not know of this war, but... If anything bad happens here, it is either the the Koyang or sometimes very rarely it's the trolls. We had a war of ourselves, the flame war with the trolls at one point. That was quite a mighty war. If it's him coming back, it's a lot worse to prepare for. Well, I don't think you've really had a war with the Koyang. We've been fighting them for over a thousand years and they do all kinds of nasty things. And if we wanted to fight the Koyang, where, where would we find them? Ah, if you wanted to fight the Koyang... You'd go to the other side of the river and then walk on about an hour and that's where they keep their horrible little base. But I wouldn't go there. It's full of skulls and, and, and evil magics and, and, and they 
kill people and eat their skin. Can someone show us on Mao's map so we know where not to go? Yes, if you can mark it on, no. Yeah, just draw a little a little X where to avoid. That would be great. Chiswick's like, oh, of course, yes, absolutely. So, like, you see, we're here. Oh, this is this is quite handy. Oh, it moves. Oh, this is lovely. <laughs> oh, this is this is you have, you have cheese and you have this. This is fantastic. Um, you, you see that bit there? That's the river. Yeah, and then onto the right, you see those trees? Yeah. See that the one that looks like a house? Actually, you see that? There's a little house there. Mm-hmm. That's it. So that's where you don't want to go. Okay, that's where they eat people, and we have it on good authority that they eat poop. They just they, they eat it. You know. Yes. Well, I mean, maybe we could go and fight them, or at least at least find out how they're getting this. You could kill them for us. Well, I'm not sure we could kill all of them, but perhaps some of them. Some. I I will take some. Of, you have no idea how many of my brave, brave warriors have fought. My dear husband fell to a koyan. All the mouse folk around are going to put their fist on their chest and bow solemnly. I'll um, follow their lead. They beat him in battle and then they put him on a kebab. Oh my goodness. They put him on a kebab. I'm, I'm so sorry to hear <laughs> they that. They lathered him in swords. And then there's going to be another silent hand on the chest and everyone bows again. Osric's stomach rumbles slightly. <laughs> 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 what was that? Did I, did I hear a stomach rumble? Sorry, no, it's, it's just my... My old man cough. She's going to lean in. He's very old. He's almost gone. Oh, yes. Okay. It's okay. You're doing very well. You're very brave. What? You're, be- you're, you're brave. Oh, thanks. Yeah. No, she's, she's, she's not my sister. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we would pay you handsomely if you were to chiswick. Please leave us. And they're all going to leave. Travellers, let's get down to brass tacks, okay? You look like you're, you look like hardballers, all of you. You look like you're hardballers. We look like what? People that play hardball. Do you not have that in, in the outside of some other thing you have? No, uh, no, can't say I've heard that phrase before. Well, well now you have. Now, now you have heard it. From the Queen. All right, the Queen says that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, get, get on the fucking platform. Cool. Right. I mean, okay. <laughs> I, I already yelled at a god today. <laughs> this isn't shit. Listen. Queen, royalty means shit to me. I was mouthing <laughs> off to a god. <laughs> Listen, our war with the Koyang has gone on for generations. And, you know, Koyang and mouse folk don't live that long. So lots of generations. If you could go to their camp and slaughter them all for me... <laughs> Um, excuse me, I, don't, I never said that. Oh. I understand that you have your war, but I think we can certainly look into this black mark and, you know, if some Koyang die, then that's okay, but we certainly don't need your money. I mean, the mouse folk hospitality, and I'm just going to try and change the subject. <laughs> um, please tell me, tell me, how did you become queen here? Oh, I came queen because I was born. Oh, and how's that? What what's the, what are your people like? Honestly, the worst thing is just the Koyang. You know, we had the golden acorn last year. That was that was great. That was really nice. That's when all the plants grew, and the bloody Koyang came and stole the golden acorn. And now uh, you, you can see the you know the plants are dying, and we're having to go out foraging again for food. And now the the black marks turned up. It's getting harder, I'm going to be honest. It's getting, my, my husband being eaten as a kebab, it really turned things around for us, you know. In a bad way, surely. In a bad way. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, totally. That is awful. My uh, old friend here, this is Osric. He's um, one of the uh, rulers in, in a far-off land called Tyr. I don't know if you've heard of it. I've not heard of Tyr, but well done. We make that cheese you like. Oh, maybe we can start a trade of some kind then, actually. You know? Yes, I, I'm, I'm very good at trading. I bet you are. Do you have like a bench or a seat we could uh, sit him down on? His old legs, I'm not sure how long they can keep him up. Yes, a room for the, the night would be much appreciated. Yes, I'll arrange lodgings for you. I'm not sure about the larger friend. I'm not sure we have lodgings uh, big enough for him, but I'm sure we could find something. He just needs a little water, which I see you have plenty of here. I just need a patch to stand in. Okay. Well, well I, I have a question. Yes? Why do you fight the Koyang? Why do we fight the Koyang? Yeah. She's going to clap her hands. 
And as though this is a thing that's happened before, out of the doors suddenly come loads of younger mouse folk with shadow puppets. And they turn <laughs> off the light with candles and they proceed to do a mini play for you. That is, thousands of years ago, there were the two new gods, lovers called Ajir and Raldi. Ajir made the mouse folk. Yay! And they were awesome and super cool and very cute. Raldi said the mouse folk weren't the cutest race in Aria. And the kids go, no! And they argued so much that they broke up. And you see the two stick uh, versions of them separate and walk through the way. And then you hear the kids go, oh! And Raldi was so annoyed and so mean about their breakup that she decided to make another cute race called the Koyang. And you hear the kids go, and to this day, the two gods argued about which race was the cutest in Arya. And we, as their children, will one day kill the Koyang and become the cutest in Arya forever. Yay! All the kids clapping. And that is the story of the Koyang and the mouse folk. Have you, have you tried getting your gods back together instead of all the bloodshed? And then you can both be the cutest? The queen looks at you as though you are speaking absolute nonsense. What you've mentioned to her makes no sense in her head. But the Koyang aren't the cutest. So the war is literally over who's cuter. Yes, we are the cute. Did you listen to the play? Yes, yes, no, I, I was just clarifying. Okay, good. Who determines who is the cutest? Well, of course, Ajir does. They are the rightful god. We are the cutest. Ajir is right. Okay, so why are you fighting if you're the cutest? Because Raldi says that the Koyang are the cutest, and they are not. They are gross furballs who eat mouse folk and are gross-looking and covered in fur. But if Ajir is the one that counts, who cares what Raldi thinks? Just a look around at her children. Ajir already thinks you're the cutest, so... Maybe you could be the cutest by being the, the bigger people, too. You can't be the cutest if other people are saying other ones are cuter. Yes, you can. Ajir is the one who counts. Who cares what Raldi thinks? Raldi's an idiot. If you look at the other guy, I'm sorry, your friend, I don't know where he's from, but he's talking absolute nonsense. I, I... Don't worry too much about it, your, your majesty, highness, uh, lord. Please, please, grand squeak. Grand squeak. Thank you, thank you. Foley puts his hand up. Yeah, yeah, yes. What if we could get the Koyang to admit you're the cutest? Would you stop fighting? If they admitted we're the cutest? Mm-hmm. If, if we get the chief of the Koyang down here and they say that you're the cutest? Well, then we'd finally win the war. So you'd stop fighting? Yes. If they admit that we're the cutest, then absolutely we'll stop. With- yes, of course. Okay. I will arrange for your lodgings tonight. Please take time. Go down to the mess halls. There's some lovely food, not like this cheese, but we've got some great, some great worms and, and some lovely beetles for you guys to eat if, if you're so inclined. And we have a celebration tomorrow morning in the light of Ajir. So feel free to join that um, and think about the whole murdering the Koyang thing. Or at the very least, if you could get back our golden acorns so our food could grow again, that'd be awesome. Good night, weary travellers. And good night to you. Yes. Time to go now. Yes. What? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And I'm glad we agreed that you're going to give me all that cheese for five beetles. So you tell your country that's the agree. Lovely. Okay. Goodbye. Thank you for your hospitality. You're very thank welcome. Thank you, yeah. uh, Lady Grand Squeak, Majesty Queen. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. You are going to be escorted by the guards to a small, basically one-room shed, effectively, with some bedrolls inside it. Volley will have to crouch to go in there, or there is a patch of grass outside. I will sleep in the patch of grass outside. Okay. They were absolutely insufferable. I think we can stop this war. I don't. I'm not entirely sure it's a war. (laughs) We shouldn't take it upon ourselves to meddle in their affairs too much. We can talk to them, but we shouldn't be fighting the war for them. Foley just leaves and goes outside. Osric, what do you think of this black mark? I think there's something more serious here than a squabble between who's a cuter race. I think we should help if we can, if we're in the area, but we can't lose sight of the bigger picture. 
Yes, I agree. I don't believe it's Koyang that had done this. That's some bad magic that we saw. I'm not sure Koyang or Mousefolk are capable of this kind of thing. I mean, look at this place. It's about to fall down. Whether they're capable or not, I mean, it's unlikely given the nature of it that it's either the Koyang or the Mousefolk, especially considering the Mousefolk don't seem to know what it really is. Hmm, which says, like Osric says, something bigger is at play here that I really think we need to investigate. I mean, if you saw if you saw something similar in the war, I mean, I hate to say it, but every possibility that this is something to do with Zigris again. We know where the Koyang are. I think it's best that we go speak to them and get the other side of the story. I think so too. I also think that would probably be the uh, easiest way to placate Volley, at least. Yes, but we can't try and mend a million-year-old feud. I want to get home at some point. If it's within our power to, then I'd say yes. But we're not kings or gods. We're just people. I think I will bed down and um, I'll have a write in my journal. Melinda was familiar with the story of the mouse folk, but now, you know, it's nice to hear the story again. Not heard it from since childhood. And uh, then we'll have a little long rest. Then I'll lie down and Zag will, like, curl up next to him. So you all have a long rest and you're woken in the morning by the rise of the sun through the leaves. It's not particularly strong because it's very much covered, but you are getting light in through the wooden barn slightly. Volley, a mouse folk, comes up to you, a small young mouse folk, and knocks on your leg. Hello. Uh, is, it, is it true that you're a tree that moves? I stand up and I just like circle around him and then sit back down again and go, yep, that's true. Ah! And they're just going to run away. <laughs> Bye. My name's Volley. Far too much for a young mouse folk to contemplate in their head. Yeah, I'll get up and I'll probably step outside. Ah, oh, Volley, did you rest up well? Yep. Well, I think I need um, some breakfast. Maybe we need to find this mess hall. Are you two coming? Yeah, I'll be along. Sure. Finn starts gathering his bits and bobs. Do me a favour, Osric. Roll intelligence for me. Because I want to see if you are smart enough to know as you wake up and you're still in the haze that you should behave like an old man or not. No. I slept that off. I thought that was a dream. Okay, so you're just, you're just walking normally, whistling with your hammer over your shoulder. <laughs> just <laughs> lovely day. <laughs> as I walk past the nearest guy, it's like, morning. <laughs> they just stare at you confused. You go down through the streets to the mess hall. There's a big sign that says mess hall, but it's M-E-Z-Z-H-U-L-L. This is clearly where all the mouse folk eat. It's a rickety wooden shack with rickety wooden tables and benches. And in the corner, there are a couple of mouse folk spooning big blobs of something onto people's plates as they go by. Hmm. Interested in this uh, particular mouse folk cuisine? Um, I'll, uh, it doesn't look the most appealing. But Melinda will nonetheless shuffle in the queue and uh, grab a tray. <laughs> as it gets to your turn, the mouse folk will look at you a bit confused because you're not a mouse folk and they've not seen someone like you. And then we'll shrug and spoon this big glop onto your plate. And as you look down, you see a mixture of some kind of gruel with twitching bugs of some kind still moving. Enjoy. Thanks. Great. <laughs> I will take it. And I will definitely try some of it. How, how does it taste? Um, like cold gruel with wriggly bugs. That are quite, the bugs are quite crunchy, which is nice, I guess, if that's what you're into. But the bugs are definitely alive as you bite into them. I mean, I'm quite hungry, so I'll eat, I think I'll eat half of it. Melinda, you're famously someone who vomits. Roll constitution for me. <laughs> <laughs> famously somebody who vomits. That's something I was looking for in this character. <laughs> a 14? Do I hold on to my stomach? You hold on to it, actually. You know what? Yes. It's not bad. It's actually not bad. Yeah. Maybe it's just natural, you know. That's what I needed. I didn't. Tear was too busy with its, you know, concoctions and things. I needed just for some steady old food, you know. I grew up poor as well, so I'm used to eating pretty crappy food. What do you think? Not too bad. Actually, you know what? I'm going to get everyone who's eating it to Royal Constitution because it's grueled with the live bugs in it. Royal Constitution, all of you. 14. 14's fine. If you get lower than a 10, you're going to have problems. Uh, 17. 17. Yeah, you actually, Finn, you love it. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's not too bad. It's a bit odd, but, you know... As he's talking to you, telling you it's all right, you see one bug trying desperately to crawl from up behind his mask and it's just dragged <laughs> back in. So I guess we should get to move on and make our way to uh, our destination. I don't think it's best to say the K word here. 
Even that, you feel as though eyes have suddenly looked at you. <laughs> you can't see anyone look at you, but you just feel eyes yeah. are suddenly And I on say you. that, and I do look at Volley as I say that. If, if you followed us into the mess hall, then... Uh... Yeah, but it doesn't say anything. As you walk up the mess hall, you start heading towards the gate. Um, you walk past Chiswick, and he says, I'll, I'll see you at the uh, celebration for a jeer in about a couple of hours, yes? What? You're still thinking about murdering the Koyang for us, I hear, so I'll see you in a, in a bit. Oh, this, uh, the, celebra- the celebration wasn't for us, though, was it? You were celebrating. No, we're celebrating, but the Queen said you're going to hang around a bit till you decide if you're going to murder the Koyang for us, so... Uh, well, we were just going to go for a walk and survey the, um, the woods, actually, just, to, just around the area, just check there was nothing suspicious happening. Oh, how heroic of you. Yes, absolutely. Ooh, don't forget your weapons. You'll need those to kill the Koyang. They're just by the gatehouse. No one's really guarding it. Just go up there and take them, honestly. It's fine. Patrol around uh, this side of the river, because obviously the other side of the river leads to, towards the Koyang. That's dangerous. But you stay on this side. That, that, yes, absolutely. That'd be re- that'd, very lovely of you. Thank you, yes. We might venture to the other side just to have a look, but, you know, we're, we're brave souls, so... Uh... Great to hear it. And, hey, guys, if you do this, right, if you do murder the Koyang, he points at his feather, I see a plume for each of you in the horizon. Wow. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, genuinely, I, I would love a plume. They're good. Look, look, look at it waft in the wind. And he shakes his head a little bit. See? see what? It, see what enjoy your celebrations. <laughs> Will do. Bye-bye. As we step out the gate, Finn just sort of plants his feet for a second and just sort of looks at Volley. And he's like, Volley, I don't want to sound confrontational, but what is up? You seem to be in a mood, I think is probably the polite way of putting it. Why does nobody listen to me? We listen to you. We just have our own opinions. So let me ask this question. When the people in Tyr were dying, that wasn't our war, but we got involved. Because it was our it, war. No, Osric it wasn't. Was there, yes, because Osric cared about it. I care about this, but all of a sudden it's not our war. That seems like a double standard to me. And quite frankly, I didn't appreciate it. Funny, there are some things like day and night that can't be changed. And if we can change it, and it's a good thing, then well, by all means we will. But it's a complicated war. You can't just come in and simply decide they shouldn't be fighting anymore. They've done this for centuries. It was a complicated family matter, but we still we still joined in with Tyr. In Tyr, there was an evil, dark source. Do you not remember Ziggurus and the cult? Gosh, this is the thing we need to focus on here. Is that terrible, that poor mouse folk that she was so sad about? Think about that. It's an honourable goal, Volley. I think we should certainly try. We just need to be careful. It's a delicate situation. I'm going to assume that you've had this conversation while walking. Yeah. And you guys were walking to the Koyang land, correct? Uh, yeah, and I'll probably look at the map as well. We need to investigate this, this black mark and find out if it is them that has this, this uh, essence. We should find out if they've seen this too. I'm pretty sure the Koyang are probably going to blame the mouse folk if they've been affected by this black mark. Mm-hmm. And if they do, then we know it's not either of them. It's something else. And we can use it to get them to make peace. Perhaps. Perhaps we can get them to unite against this thing, but we need to work out what this thing is. Maybe that's the key to joining them together. So, on your travels, you are walking, you walk through the woods, you've crossed over the river, gone further to the wood towards the Koyang, and as you do, you start hearing the soft murmurings of music. It's a sweetness in the air that feels like music and plays in your mind like music, but you can't hear it. And I need everyone to roll a wisdom save. You want to be a 12? Yeah, 19. Finn gets a 5. I got a 5 too. Volley got a 21. Okay, so for Osric and Volley, it's there, it's nice, but it doesn't seem to take hold of you. Whereas for Melinda and Finn, you start wandering off to the right where you hear this tune. Am I dancing a little bit? You are if you want, yeah. It, it feels like home. It feels warm. It feels as though you're always meant to be at the source of it. Oh, that sounds... Do, do, do. Um, it's that song, just really nicely done, yeah. Do, do, do. Volley, roll for punk and rock. They got a two. Oof. So they start just... Wow, that, that tune, man. And they start climbing out of your shoulder and start walking down you and then jump onto the floor and start walking in the same direction as Finn and Melinda. Guys, what, can I, like, scoop them up? What, what are you, we're going that way. Where are you going? Do you not hear that tune? 
Obviously this way, Osric. Can't you feel it in your bones? No. Come on, Grandpa, shake that tuchus. Yeah, come on, Grandpa. Uh, I okay. I think I think this we've done enough here. You snap out of it. Then is walking off. Yeah, yeah, likewise. I'll try and pull them back away from the music. When you try and pull you back, you guys can roll again, basically with a plus one to try and get out of it. Cause he's trying to stop you. Okay, thirteen. 13. Uh, I said it 12, didn't I? So you're fine. Uh, yeah, I pass as well. So you guys are now back in. Uh, roll for Punk and Rock as well, please. Six. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> guys, you don't understand. It's so good. Yeah, oh, love it. What? Oh, 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 my head. Um, what just happened? You were mumbling about the music. It was very weird. Oh. I think that that music's not so good anymore. In fact, you were doing this. And then I hold up Punk and Rock. Uh, guys, let me go, let me go, man. The music's awesome. Come on, it's in my bones. Oh, well, that's, that's really strange. If we found the Koyang, then this must be some sort of security measure they have, which is interesting, but um, we need to be careful. Should we, uh, I don't know, uh, should we try and snap Punk and Rock out of it? They look like they're going to run off if we don't. Here, I've got a box here if you want. <laughs> I've got hold of them. They'll be fine. Let go of me, you asshole. Foley's just got, like, blow in his face to try and snap him out of it. Uh, oh, God, I was listening to... Oh, it's not even punk or rock. Uh, it wasn't even hardcore. Ah, uh, it's embarrassing. We don't talk about that, guys, all right? Sometimes what happens on tour stays on tour, all right? That is what they say. Why don't, why, why don't you go and rest? All right, all right. I, I'll rest, yeah, I'll rest. They're both going to go back inside you. I think we should go and see what that was all about. I agree. Could I just tear off some scrap of fabric from my pockets and just give it to Mal and Finn to put in their ears? <laughs> it's pretty dirty, but it's um, fine. <laughs> I, I, I will refuse that and instead put my um, Sprite Pod headphones in. I will uh, sort of go, oh, thanks. He'll take it from Osric, just sort of palm it away and gets a bit of rag out of his bag and put it in. <laughs> Whatever, guys, just, uh, just as long as you could control yourselves. <laughs> Where do we think it came from? Can we discern the direction? You can still hear it. It's still coming, yeah. It's in the direction where they were walking. Like a soft hum. Do we want to walk towards the music? That doesn't seem like the best idea. Look, if it almost got us, then there's a good chance it would have got someone else. Um, can we be stealthy, though? Yeah, for sure. No. <laughs> but I mean, that's yeah. not the way on the map, right? To the settlement. Right now you are at the house icon. So yes and no. So, I mean, we should probably at least see what it is. We don't have to go up to it, but it's probably a good idea to understand what that was. Okay. If it could take us, maybe it's taken some Koyang and Mouse Fog already. So you're going that way, yeah? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. So as you walk, the music will get louder and louder. And as you get closer to it, it'll also get warmer and you'll start feeling happy, relaxed, like a good long stretch after a long nap. And as you go through some bushes, you'll get to just set in the middle of this little clearing, surrounded by leaves and trees and bushes, a long series of cushions in a big circle. There's loads of different cushions all around. And in it, you'll see Koyang just curled up having a nap. And in the middle is a giant Koyang. Roll stealth for me, please. Can I let the leader of the party roll on my behalf? You can all roll individually, or you can just let the leader give a go. I think the leader. The leader is Melinda, isn't it? If that's the case, I got 13. That's enough. I whisper to whoever's behind me, I think it must be nap time. It seems to be. From what I know of the Koyag, I think most of the time is nap time. I don't want to wake them up. Does this look like the settlement or is it just like a weird nap spot? Yeah, it's strange. It's not a settlement. It's literally a clearing full of loads of different pillows. The weirdest thing there is the giant Koyang because that's not a thing anyone knows about. But Is yeah. that where the noise is coming from? Yeah, the song seems to be emanating from the giant Koyang as though she's humming while she sleeps. Like a soft purr. All of the other Koyang are like mouse folk sides. They're like... About our size. Koyang size, one might say. I think a Koyang would be very offended by that. <laughs> yeah, they'd be very offended by that. 
all the other Koyang are normal Koyang size, wearing clothes and so on, whereas the giant Koyang looks like a giant car. It's purring into the ether. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we did what we wanted to do and saw where the sound was coming from. I don't know what we should do now, though. <laughs> we should leave. I think Folly's right. I think we should creep away. There's nothing bad going on here. It's just um, a-, a lullaby. This is just weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're leaving, yeah? I've never seen a Koyang that big before. I didn't know they grew that big. I know, me neither. I really want to take a picture of it, but I also don't want to wake them up. So I'm really <laughs> That's really <laughs> weird. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I thought all Koyang were meant to be like our size, but this one's, this one's massive. So you're walking away, yeah? I think so. So as you creep away and the soft purr of gets quieter and quieter in the background, you are back on the track. You will see as you go through a settlement. It's made of plush green branches and trees. It's built into the trees itself. It's above you and you see all these wooden palisades and wooden levels and all this thing just built on these trees around you're not there yet you can see it as you walk the trees are very very high up you can see it from quite a little bit of a distance you see some buildings at first and some others and you realize that that must be where the koyangs are you start seeing koyangs walking around some are climbing the trees some are just lazily lying on a branch and you look up and realize that above you are a collection of koyang all just looking down at you, quite interested in what you're doing. None of them are particularly aggressive, but they are aware and they are looking. Hello! One Koyang is going to do a backflip off of the branch and then lands right in front of you on all fours. Hehe, <laughs> a Koyang always lands on his feet. What are you doing here? I forgot they were French. <laughs> We've just come to say hello, but... We're a little bit lost. He's going to walk around and rub himself on your legs, Folly, as he talks to you. Well, it is strange that you are hanging around in areas that do not belong to you. Uh, yeah, we're, we're lost. We were hoping you could help. And if I might say so, I've waited my entire life to come and meet you guys. And it's, it's an honor. <laughs> oh, that is very nice of you to say. We are quiet. He licks his arm. Quite uh, beautiful creatures, no? <laughs> Very beautiful. Yes. Uh, who are you all then? I'm I'm Volley. Who are you? I am. He's gonna start climbing up you, Volley. My name is Tibbers. Hello, Tibbers. And who? And he's gonna hang from Volley's arm with his tail and look down at you, Osric, who's just above you. Who are you? I am uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> A bunch more Koyang going to drop down from the trees and land around you, wearing just general garb, nothing particularly militaristic, just clothes in general. Some look like they might be bakers, some look like they might be farmers, some look like they might be just general townspeople. This is a very hard place to find, and we don't see many of the uh, hairless people around here. But like I said, we're lost. Yeah, we just sort of ended up in the glistening glades, and we kind of can't find our way out. You are trying to leave the glistening glades? Not necessarily leave, just figure out where we are. Yeah. Then we heard your beautiful song and thought we'd come and say hello. Oh, you heard the song of nap, yes. It is nap time here for the Koyang. You uh, you want to come for nap? Oh, we've, we've just had one. It was oh. delightful. It is good to have naps. As we came here, we saw um, a group napping. Well, we didn't want to disturb them, but we saw... A very grand and uh, uh, large Koyang, or what appeared to be a Koyang. Is that one of you? Is Do you grow that big? <laughs> no, no, no. That is, uh, you saw the one, the only, Raldi. She came to you as a Koyang. She probably was inviting you to join the nap. Wait, that was, that was Raldi, your, your god? Yes, that is Raldi. The one and only true Noah of the cutest race in Aria. And he says that and uh, licks his fur. You're pretty cute, but we vomited pretty cute too. And then he giggles and nudges the Koyang playfully. He shits at you such a dirty look. Father then leans in and he goes, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. 
It was a joke. I'm I'm made of wood. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> very uh, f- how you say it, funny. <laughs> Thank you. But no, we are the cutest uh, race. Okay. Obviously. Listen, I do not know why you're here, but if you'd like to join us for the grand nap, we can discuss in the dream world. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, uh, you're gonna have to say that again. <laughs> the dream world. You are new here, of course. Uh, the Koyang, we nap uh, four times a day. Uh, it is wise you did not wake them while napping. It is very dangerous to wake a napping Koyang. Um, but in the dream state, when we are having our naps, we can converse with Raldi. Oh, I've never been in a dream state before. She would be interested to know that you are here. We have had uh, uh, problems that the Koyang cannot fix. Uh, it is the mouse folk, and he spits, and they all spit around him. <laughs> I spit on them, I spit on... I will live longer than them and I'll spit on their grave. What does it take us to join this dream state? I've not been there before and I sleep quite a lot. You need to have a nap in the presence of Raldi. We are in Raldi's aura right now. If you lie down and have a nap, you will join us in the great nap. And will we be safe? You have my uh, honour. I tell you, you'll be safe. You are in Koyang hands now. Do I trust him? Roll insight. Twelve. Yeah, it seems legit. It's just, it, it's, it's weird. It's not normal. But yeah, it's like, okay. we will all do the great cuddle and the nap together and we will uh, meet Raldi. Hmm? I'm going to look at everyone else and just shrug and say, you know, this is why we're here. First, tell us about your troubles that you mentioned. It helps to centre the mind, you know? All the Koyang look a bit awkward when you say that because quite a lot of them are around you now. Um... Uh, we had one problem, which was the, the mouse, the mouse folk. <laughs> They'll spit again. And then uh, we have a bigger problem. They have given us a vile, disgusting curse that destroys our beautiful fur with black, gross, crusty thing. Told you. The animals in the, in the area were sick with this black crust. And then it is disgusting. It is no way for a cute race to look, eh? Sounds, sounds terrifying. I, I guess, are we walking to the... No, no, no. Lay your head down. Lay it down. Have a nap. You're fine. Before I do, do I get a chance to talk to Osric without him hearing? Yeah. You take your time. We'll get the pillows for you. And he goes, eh, eh, mama, mama. Yeah, oui, oui, oui. Eh, Louis, Louis, this way. <laughs> and uh, they're going to... <laughs> and maybe some extra blankets too. Ah, oui, oui. Like extra blankets. And they're going to go and get some more various sleeping apparatus. Mm, this sounds incredible. I'm so excited about this. It seems like we might have to do what the reliquary asked us to do after all. We can just figure out what's going on. I don't really want to deal with that reliquary again. But if the acorn is not with the mouse folk and it's not with the koyang, who's it with? We don't even know what this, what this acorn does. Perhaps we shouldn't make a decision on where it ends up if we do find it. We don't know if we trusted the the reliquary, but he did want to stop them fighting with each other. He wants to, so, you know, he agreed with what Folly wanted. Folly doesn't say anything, but he looks smug as fuck right now. How does a tree look smug exactly? <laughs> he just has a smile on his face. Well, anyway, I'm going to have a nap now. Finn looks to Zag and goes, Hmm, I wonder, do pandas dream of electric sheep? <laughs> Should we keep someone in the waking world keep watch? Are you volunteering? I, I, I want a dream. If we think we need one, I'm happy to. I think Zag will keep watch over us. Won't you, Zag? Actually, he can't dream. He's a robot, which is a very good point. <laughs> I could turn his switch from on to off, but I don't think he could sleep. Not sure that's the same. <laughs> he can wake you up at least if something happens, so... Yeah, Zag yeah. will keep an eye on us. And Punk and Rock might be able to help too. Zag is going to give you a military salute. <laughs> <laughs> Get on you, Zag. And then Punk and Rock are going to go like, Oh man, we got a hangover. We're sleeping anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah, you can come, Punk and Rock. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. And we're, not, we're not napping with you guys, because but we're having our own post-hangover nap. You know, we drank quite heavily last night. You don't you don't want to come nap with the Koyang? No, it's not my vibe. It's a bit too cuddly for us. We're going to have like a more of an a aggressive sleep. We'll be sleep like to bang our heads against each other till we pass out. So we're going to do that for a bit, but you know. Okay, right. well, have, have fun. fun. Bye-bye. See you later, guys. In that case, I am going to sit with my back to a tree, away from any weird cat cuddle, 
and I guess make myself comfortable. I'll take whatever fluffy pillows and stuff they give me and just curl up in them. In the way that's reminiscent of a maypole dance, the cats are going to come back carrying <laughs> the blankets and the pillows and start like laying them around in, in uh, a Beauty and the Beast, Be Our Guest way, where it just suddenly appears and it's all being set up really perfectly and, and fantastically around you. And then, please uh, lie down, get comfortable, feel the nap in your very soul. Before they just stay standing. Yeah, I mean, Melinda's going to snuggle down in all these pillows. She didn't have a great night's sleep at the mouse folk, so she's really loving all these duvets. As soon as anyone starts getting down to nap, other Koyang are going to start just curl up around you. Oh, fluffy. It's going to be incredibly mm. comfortable. They're all just going to literally pile on each other in the way that kittens do. It's going to be very, very nice. Oh, no, no, I, I'm over out of the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You get one lonely Koyang, just come up to your feet, Osric. Do you mind if I come and get a little uh, cuddle there? As long as you don't say anything, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> and it's going to do that thing that cats do when they don't like each other but do it. It's like curl up and face the opposite way to you. So I'm not into this cuddle stuff either, so... If anyone's looking at me just before we go to sleep, I'm going to let out a very small smile as well. <laughs> 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 okay. Finn, what are you doing, sorry? Finn will be curling up in the soft pillows and such. Volley, if you're standing, you'll have Koyang curling up on your shoulders. Yeah, I'm just going to root down and... Now, close your eyes, says uh, Tibbers, who's lying belly up to the sun with his eyes and eyes closed on the pillow. And give in to the song. And you all feel the most immense feeling of warmth, of recognition, of coming home to a loved one, of eating warm apple pie. Just every single nice feeling there is, <laughs> is enveloped inside your very soul. And we're going to end our session there. Nap time. Ah, nap time. Sleepy, sleepy. That was quite a pleasant ending. It was. I feel like cozy and warm now. I hope if you listen to this podcast before bed, then you're ready for bed now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, last session we ended with like a, like a demonic battle, and now we're just sort of gently drifting off to sleep. The life of the Koyang is a very pleasant one, actually. <laughs> they don't ever achieve anything, but they nap a hell of a lot. And welcome back to the outro. I am with the one, the only, Osric. The very ancient Osric today. How you doing, you old man? Oh, creaky, you know. Life isn't what it used to be. I'm 200 years in the bag. What more is there? Who knows? But it's nice to play tricks on the young ones every now and then. How are you finding life in the glistening glades? Well, it, it felt like a bit of a holiday at first. It's nice to get out of tear and away from family drama, but I think that <laughs> might have ended. I'm not really sure what's going to happen, but it's definitely not a little uh, little forest getaway. It kind of is because you're about to have a nap, so that might be nice and lovely. I don't want to jinx it or anything, but things have a habit of not going the way we expect them to of you, don't they? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I think it'll be nice. You get to <laughs> have a nice nap with the Koyang, you know, enjoy a good sleep. Oh, the Osric, to be fair didn't actually want to get involved with the pillows. Yeah, but can you blame him? Osric's grown up in a forge for the last hundred years. Before that, he lived in the Gear Gnome cities, which is quite famously mostly metal, if I'm not mistaken. So pillows are not his um, his forte. Is it nice to get out of the bronze into the green of the world for Osric? Yeah, I think Os Osric likes nature. He, um, he likes to change a pace does put him a bit on the back foot, though. He's not really one to relax in nature. I think he might have to look a bit more towards Volley for that. And how did Osric find dealing with the reliquary beforehand and the mouse folk? I think, to be honest, Osric agreed mostly with Finn. I think the reliquary was... He wasn't that bad! Something didn't feel quite right about him. And uh, he's always wary to sign on the dotted line of anyone and anything, you know, getting too committed to something is a bit problematic. He, he ran away from his own family. He's not likely to sign on a contract without really knowing what he's getting involved with. That's fair. Well, we'll have to see how that plays out. You're playing with bigger forces now, that's the thing. Bigger than his demonic cousin. <laughs> yeah, kind of. You're meeting gods, right? I mean, they're not old gods. Not especially threatening gods at this point either. 
No, no, not really. But they are strong, I suppose. They're just, you know, just your average cricket god. They've not tried to attack us yet, so there's always always next time. So why don't you tell the gang outside in the world where they can find out more about Tabletop Vagabonds? Well, you can find us, as ever, at Tabletop Vagabonds on Instagram and tabletopvagabonds.com on the World Wide Web. That's true. We also have, very exciting times for us, a Patreon with extra super special awesome episodes. Right now, we've just put on the second part of the two-parter, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And there are more in the wings. Alex, how do we find us on Patreon? You find us on Patreon by going to our website and clicking the big button that says Patreon. Or searching for us, because I'm sure most of our listeners are internet savvy. Yes, that is the other option, (laughs) is you do the thing that internet does. (laughs) Use Google, like, why are we doing this? (laughs) By Googling Tabletop Vagabonds and Patreon, that is the other option. As always, the fantastic Matt Birch has sound mixed this episode. He has, and he keeps us at our best. He does. That's all from us today. We'll see you next time. Thank you.